as fiction writers, one of the things that you get really drilled into, especially at writing school, is, you know, no one is going to follow your story anywhere if it doesn't, you know, resonate emotionally, it doesn't connect. I mean, there's all kinds of terms we use to describe what I mean, but it's essentially just that, like, we posit at least, and I think this is broadly true, the typical reader will be interested in your story insofar as they care about the characters. That that's sort of the main criteria. Um, and what that means is you have to you have to make the characters not necessarily realistic, but emotionally believable, which is a different thing. But again, what that means is that if you're interested in things that are either completely inhuman or are a very distant other, you're gonna be drink, you're gonna be dragging it back to sort of what you understand emotionally. You're gonna be pulling it back in that direction. Um, and that, you know, I think in my story, which we'll get into a little, in a little bit here, does that does its version of that with different consciousnesses. Um, this story, what I think is interesting about this, one of the the um, quotes in his bio on this page is from Peter Straub, you know, famous horror writer primarily, massively commercially successful. And he praises Evanson, I'm going to get the exact wording here, praised by Peter Straub for, quote, for going, quote, furthest out on the sheerest, least sheltered narrative precipice. Now, that could mean a lot of things. I think what it means in the context of this particular work is that actually I think Evanson is okay with us feeling emotionally distant from this character. And he is okay with a degree of difficulty in making that connection. And I want to stop talking and let Pete talk because I've been doing this for a while. But I just want to say what was interesting about that excerpt that I read is that there's a certain tedium to this. Um, The recursiveness of this narrator, the way that he that it that it doubles back on itself um, and the way that it undercuts itself and the way that it talks in broad or even abstract terms and doesn't give us like doesn't give us the imagery of what's around it, for instance. That'll, that'll, that gets accessed later and in a very oblique way, if at all. These are all risks. And these are risks that you're positing an emotional distance from the reader. And, and he's doing it strategically. There is some, some way he wants to go with it. And there, we, we do get more and more things that'll bring us into the story emotionally as it goes on. But those first three paragraphs that I read, a lot of abstractions, a lot of generalities, a lot of pushing the reader away in a conventional sense. Um, and I think that's interesting and risky. And I think that it's it's a main reason I want to read Evanson. I want to learn more about how that mode works for a contemporary English language writer. Okay, that's my spiel. Pete, are you, <laughs> what do we think? I, are you, I was going to say, are you sure? Like, I, I could take a break. If, no. <laughs> Pete, like, mowed his lawn while I was doing that. <laughs> so, um, I would like to to, uh, use what you've said as a launching point uh, with the understanding that I liked this short story. I found it interesting and I found it um, challenging, not in that it was hard to read, but it sort of went against a lot of what I would call traditional pulp narrative. And I feel like I just threw words together to make that. But like your standard science fiction story, there's some things that you can come to expect. One of them is that something happens 
Like there's there's conflict, there's point A and point B, and your character moves between those points and ideally evolves in some way. Like we all know this crap because it's like drilled into us when we consume media and when we learn how to, like when you learn how to write a short story in high school, they nailed you with that stuff. It feels like none of that happens here. This story is positively Seinfeldian in its lack of change in the narrator over time. I mean, he figures out some things and he sets off to do them, but they don't really happen. Hey everyone, what you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode. To hear the rest and to access our entire catalog of exclusive content, as well as our patrons only discord chat, become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. Patreon.com slash Podside Picnic. Thanks.